Hey guys, this is Cole Liker. Hi, I'm Neil Collins. This is Yakin Graf. And you're listening to the Unused Substitutes. The Unused Substitutes. The Unused Substitutes. Hey there, little red riding hood, I got a problem and it's everybody and welcome back to the unused substitutes yes we said we were done uh and two-thirds of us still are done basically at this point but uh uh, i'm back uh those of you guys who used to listen in the past and don't recognize the voice i don't blame you or we're hoping to hear one of the other voices instead i also don't blame you uh but this is matt and i'm back and we're 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 bringing the podcast back. I uh, you know we we went uh, we we lasted longer than Tom Brady's first retirement. We'll just put it that way. So you know we're we're we're, we're hanging in there. Um, but to do like a little reintroduction, a little explanation of why we're back. Well, kind of when when Dan and Steve and I Stephen and I decided to to hang it up at the end of last season. Uh, I had a lot of stuff going on in my life. Dan's moving in the process of getting married. Uh, Stephen has all of his Stephen stuff he's doing and, uh, uh, and his work and everything else, too. Um, but kind of the big thing that was was popping up in my life was that my my daughter was very involved in uh, club and school volleyball, which basically ate up weekends and uh, practices two or three times a week on weeknights. And uh, it was getting kind of difficult to work around that time uh and recently this summer she decided to just kind of give up all the volleyball so i had a bunch of time open up uh and you know i did a, you guys who pay attention to the, uh, the 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 internet and feeds out there i did a little interview a couple of weeks ago with uh with john morrissey usl tactics and i was like man this is kind of fun kind of like this idea of doing this maybe i'd be interested in doing the podcast again uh, won't lie, did reach out to, uh, to Dan and Steven and say, Hey, you know, kind of, uh, I, well, Dan online, I, you know, said something to him and he, he, uh, he, he said he was, uh, his, his microphone was hung up. Although I will note, he, uh, came out of retirement to, uh, be a guest slash host on soccer crush last week. So, uh, not that hung up, I guess, uh, ran into Steven at one of the games, uh, and, and, you know, kind of said something about, you know, we, we both kind of said, yeah, you know, we kind of we're, we're kind of missing it. And uh, Stevens was like, you know, I, I, I'm, I think we made the right decision, but this would be kind of a fun season to be talking about with the, uh, you know, the, the, the slow start and then the, uh, the nice little winning streak or at least non losing streak that we're on right now. He's like, this would have been a fun one to talk about. 
some of the uh, the the referee decisions, some of the stuff we love talking about. There, there's been lots of it this season. Uh, and then uh, by chance, and we, we're gonna have to give some some credit to Dan here because he he told me he got involved in this a little bit. Uh, had someone reach out and was like, "Hey, I'm kind of interested in, in in talking about uh, talking about doing a, a podcast, talking about the rowdies." And I was like, "You know, I have the equipment, I have the time now, uh, especially during it's summer vacation for me." Uh, which I have managed to spend like the last, uh, you know, maybe a good chunk of the last three weeks in, in, in the hospital, like for basically one of those weeks. So that's been a lot of fun. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it. I've already grossed out my uh, my, my uh, co-host with some of the information, and but he's stuck on the line. Uh, but got in, got in contact with me and said, hey, you know, what do you think about doing this? And he said, yeah. And at this point, instead of me just talking about him, I'm going to turn it over and let him introduce himself uh hey who who is this on the other line that i am looking at right now uh it is me it is ben ben wilcox what is up uh long time long time rowdy's uh, season ticket holder you know at least not even season ticket holder. people just go to the games we'll know ben from uh ben where will they know you first of all you've been on the show before we've had you on as a guest to talk about some of the stuff you did yes uh with the team, but uh, what did you do and what are you doing now? So for those of you that don't know, uh, I spent a little over nine seasons with the team. My first two seasons, I spent doing game day stats for them back in the old NESL days. And then I transitioned over to Groundskeeper, where I helped take care of the main field, USF facility and water facility. And I did that for the hold, next. Hold on. I got to jump. I, I forgot you did. You were you were doing the stats. You had like the little table with the laptop right on the sidelines. Yes, I sir. remember that now. Yeah, because I used to like, we used to come by when they would let us walk around on the field, come by and kind of like, you know, bug you during the games. And what? that's crazy. Yep, we have, we were literally when you whenever you got the stats, we were updating them live, on, like on the fly. I mean, every foul, every kick, everything. It was uh, pretty wild. It was definitely uh, an interesting time. It was a, a very fun introduction into the game for sure. That's but, insane. Yeah, I you know we were just talking about uh, a few minutes before we go before we hit record. Um, days like this, when it you know, when they say it's like you know ninety something degrees outside and the the feels like temperature is like one hundred and six, I bet you're appreciating your your current job uh, a little bit more than maybe you did your old job. What are you up to these days? So I took a position with the Tampa Bay Rays in the IT department, and I have been with them for just under a year. And uh, to answer your question, yes, I uh, very much enjoy the AC very much. There is no part of me that wants to be back out in that sun every day uh, as much as I loved it because uh, it was awesome. Uh, no, no, no. You could not pay me to go back out there again. No, thank you. Uh, that literally was the first time, but not the only time today. I thought uh, how nice it must be to work in Tropicana Field. I was uh, watching uh, some Twitter updates. Apparently, there is uh, hail in Denver right now, uh, and there's actually hail getting into the press box at uh, Coors Field where the Rockies play. No kidding. And I was just thinking to myself, you know what? That doesn't happen when you have a dome in America's favorite ballpark. That's right, buddy. And the other thing that you don't think about when you have a dome is when they don't turn on the AC. So don't get it twisted. It gets hot in there, too, ladies and gentlemen. Do they just kind of turn it off uh, during on non-game days? or Yes. So, I mean, there are certain areas that will be on, but the main part of the dome is not air-conditioned. So when I tell you it is a stale heat, I mean it, it is a stale heat. It is like baking in an oven. 
it's um, you know what it isn't it's not getting hail in the press box kind of no, heat <laughs> or non-heat <laughs> i guess at that point getting hail in the press box it'd be a, a different problem altogether yeah that'd, that'd be kind of insane uh all right so we had had originally planned to do this like what two weeks ago i want to say and then uh i made the mistake of you know publicly making plans to do something uh at which point i ended up in the hospital uh for like the better part of a week and then i've been at home kind of getting better from there and i i think i'm pretty good right now so uh look good well you know it's i don't have a very good camera it's it's camera's doing a lot of work there though uh i definitely feel a whole heck of a lot better that's uh that's absolutely uh for sure so we decided we're going to jump back in and and so we had decided to do this and like i said we were we were going to do this uh after i forget which game it was we said we were going to do this and and we spent some time trying to figure out what we were going to call the show because it wasn't like hey let's just jump in and call it the unused substitutes and bring that back and it was going to kind of be like that's going to you know stay where it is and, and and live on where it is um and we spent days at least the better part of a weekend like just shooting ideas back and forth at each other uh in in dms on twitter uh and and i don't think either one of us like really like loved any of the ones we threw out there we were just throwing stuff out just try and get uh get the, the the juices flowing the creative juices going uh and then the more we talked about like what kind of show we wanted to do i'm like this is exactly you know in sp- the spirit of what dan and i wanted to do when we got got started in the first place so uh i, I went i went back to him and i went to uh, steven and got the blessings and got the okay and said Let, let's let's do this let's call it this uh it doesn't hurt that there's already a, like a built-in audience with social channels and everything although i am going to run this through a different uh feed than we did for the uh, uh the original one um but we'll get people caught up in in in, in there and doing that um let me just jump in here real quick, talking about your uh, your current employer. Uh, Randy and Yandy are starters in the All-Star game. It just got announced. Nice. Uh, that's awesome news. They both deserve just, that. Just put it out there uh, like 10 seconds ago on Twitter. So good for them. Uh, it's been a nice little weekend for the – weekend, a couple days for the uh, the brothers of Rosarena. Uh, we can talk about Raikon a little bit, though. So – I kind of thought what we would do is go over. We're not going to go like super in depth into all 16 games so far, but taking a look at the season so far, uh, like I said, they played 16 games so far. Uh, the rallies are eight, four and four. They've got 28 points tied for fourth in the East. They've got a, a five, two and two home record, a three, two and two away record. Uh, and it's really kind of been the tale of, of two seasons so far, two halves, like the first eight games, <clears throat> Excuse me. First eight games were struggles. Uh, four losses, two wins, uh, two draws. And, you know, a lot of that is uh, there's a lot of new players. There's injuries to key, key, key players. Leo Fernandez out for the season. Uh, Lewis Hilton has missed a ton of games so far. Uh, I heard he's making progress. I don't know if we're, we're going to see him anytime soon, but I, I heard he's I heard he's making some progress. Um, so. It's in addition to those guys getting hurt, and, and and to me, 
like the Leo Fernandez thing is such a huge deal because not only for for what he brings stats wise, but his leadership on the field. I mean, he's he's a guy that, you know, I know Aaron Guillen's been captain and, and Forrest Lasso's been captain and, and some of those guys. Uh, Leo Fernandez, to me, like, you know, longest serving rowdy on the roster at this point now, too, is kind of one of those. He may not be as vocal. Uh, as 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 uh, especially for us last year, if anyone got to go to any of the COVID games when they only let like twenty five people in the stadium, yeah, Forrest Lasso might be the most vocal person around, even more than Neil Collins, and that's saying a lot. That is, uh, but it was quite an experience to to listen to the two of them uh, during those games, Neil on the sidelines and Forrest on the pitch. But uh, his leadership on the field, but also what he, him being on the field allows other people to do. Yeah. And I think that, that contributed a lot to some of the struggles. So I, I kind of want to run through some of these games, and I, I have a couple notes for some of them. Uh, and if you have any notes or anything that jumps out to you, you remind you of some of these games because uh, dealing with some of the stuff I've been dealing with, I haven't made it to every game, unfortunately, this year, which kind of bums me out. Um, but we started off with uh, Indy 11 comes to town, the return of Seba Guinzati, uh, his first game out of a Rowdy's uniform is in Al Lang Stadium. Juan Tejada comes back as well, too. Uh, and that ends up as a 1-1 draw. Seba gets that late equalizer off a penalty, which I feel was, still feel was a pretty poor call by the referee. It was definitely a foul, but I do not believe it was inside the box. Uh, no, it's also the one we would have celebrated had it been for us. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seba did some Seba did some Seba things. Yes, he did. And, you know, if he had done it for us, we would have been all right. You know, uh, whatever. Um, Dang it, Seba. Followed up a week later, uh, first trip out to the West. So with the, the new scheduling format where you play everybody in your conference home and away, and then you play everybody in the other conference, either home or away. Uh, made their first trip out to the uh, West Coast for the season to play Orange County. Uh, that also ended in a 1-1 draw. Came back uh, to the East Coast, lost 3-0 at Charleston. I think that's where we kind of realized, man, Charleston's pretty good. Also, we've got some work to do. Uh, came back to Al Lang, lost 2-0 to Birmingham. Birmingham, also a solid team. At least it got off to a really good start. Right. We'll take a look at some standings a little bit and, and, and kind of go through there. Uh, got the first win of the season in the fifth game, a 2-0 win over Miami at Al Lang. Um, Miami... Not very good this year, uh, even by Miami standards. Then uh, came back to Al Lang uh, for a 2-1 loss to Charleston, which, you know, considering we just played them a couple weeks before and, and got run off the field 3-0, it seemed like a little bit of an improvement. Uh, lost one nothing at San Diego. Uh, and then started to turn around a little bit with a one nothing win at Detroit. First eight games of the season, uh, and they end up with uh, two wins, two draws, four losses. What was your take on those first eight games? Obviously struggling. Why do you think the, the struggling was there? Well, to your point, when it comes to talking about Leo, I think Leo was the biggest loss that we had. I mean, plain and simple, having him go down, I think, changed the way that we attacked. I mean, guys like Dennis Cal Jennings, I think, would have benefited big time from somebody like Leo, the way that he plays, the way he could have played off of Leo. And we just didn't have that. And it took JJ some time to get started. And then, of course, you had Lewis go down. So it's just like it's been a number of knocks here and there throughout the beginning of the season. We just haven't looked good. Also, let's be honest, defensively, we were not that good. I mean, we just weren't. I mean, the three-back system wasn't working. And, and I mean, Lasso had a very rough start. And, I mean, I love Lasso to death. But, 
he looked bad to start the season. And when Kleeman came in, that's whenever I noticed the defense started to change. And then, of course, Collins makes a change to the four-man back, which that's when our defense stopped leaking goals, and we actually looked like we had a chance. We got a fighting chance in any given game. So really those first eight games was just a struggle of trying to find our footing and, and get some defensive uh, continuity. Yeah, I, it, it kind of felt like, because I think he's been pretty good since those first couple of games, but it kind of felt like that, that Forrest needed a little bit of time to adjust to U.S. Second Division soccer again compared to uh, the year he abroad he spent in it was Sweden, wasn't it? In Sweden's top division. Yep. Um, and it, it it took him a few games. He's getting there. Uh, and I, I'll be honest, and I, I, I noticed this in some of the couple of the games I've been to, and I talked about this with uh, with USL Tactics with John Morrissey. Kleeman's one of those guys that when they signed him, I thought it was another one of these like Neil will bring in a guy who's you know kind of like kind of feels like a project like they're going to put him on the roster. He might play an open cup. He might get some late minute you know late game minutes or something. Mm. Um, and he kind of felt like he was going to be one of those guys, but he has played fantastic. And you know especially when he got into the, the, some of the starting roles and got to uh, uh, put some time in there and build the confidence up. And, and like you said, Neil switched that formation a little bit to go four in the back again. Um, I've been really impressed with him so far. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. And going to, going to your point, talking about the, the attack a little bit. Uh, and I, I keep bringing this up cause I, I, I went to go see, this is before Leo got hurt. I, I went to training one day when they were at the, uh, the, the, the waters facility. Um, and watching, uh, the, stuff they were doing in training i to me i felt like cal jennings was going to be maybe like a 20 goal scorer yep the way he played in training and a lot of it was playing with leo yep he just looked incredible like what we saw kind of in that in in, in this last game where i think that's really the the break breakout game for him to be fair it's Loudon, one of the worst teams in the league right now um but he's played really well. That's kind of what I expected to see from him. And, he, you know, he, he's gotten in. He, he got chances to start. He's got significant playing time. And it hadn't really clicked for him yet. And it kind of feels like now it's, at least in that game, it, it was clicking. Yeah. Uh, I think something else that contributed to this was they made some moves, brought in some guys on loan. Ryan Spaulding from New England Revolution. Yep. Uh, Lawrence Wyke, uh back from Nashville. And... <clears throat> Uh, now Jake Lacava coming back too. Sadly, like a lot of the things seem to turn around when Ryan Spalding came in, and and it's one of those again, like it's not all just what he's doing, but what having him on the field allowed other people to go do, like go back to natural positions, go back to places where they were going to be a little bit more effective. Um, I'm not gonna lie, yeah, and and you know we've seen, we'll see what happens, but. Uh, Spalding and Wyke both get recalled due to it's a combination of probably injuries in the uh, the MLS teams. Also, you've got Gold Cup, you've got Leagues Cup, you had Leagues Cup going on or Nations League, whatever, going on, and you needed some extra bodies. And maybe, maybe, hopefully, once these all uh, calm down a little bit, maybe you know injury situations settle, maybe there's a chance they will come back on loan. I don't know. Uh, Lacava seems like he's going to be good for a while. I think Miami's got their uh, attacking situation sorted out in MLS, yeah. at least coming up in the near future. Yeah. Uh, then again, if he keeps scoring goals like he did in that Loudon game, uh, they might want him back too. I just hope no one watches those highlights. But 
those guys come in. Neil makes some adjustments to the tactics, and we've been on a nine-game unbeaten streak. So starting with that last game of the the first half so far, the the one nothing win over Detroit, uh, a two nothing win over Phoenix, a five nothing win over Detroit. A 3 nothing win at Rio Grande Valley, a 2-1 win versus Colorado Springs. Uh, Sacramento Republic comes to Al Lang. It finishes 1-1 in a, you know, a, a kind of a heartbreaker. Rowdy's led that one, probably thought they were going to get the win there, and a late goal ends up being an equalizer. Uh, they go on the road, get a 3-2 win at New Mexico. Another 1-1 draw at El Paso uh, before last week, uh, finishing up with a 4-2 win at Loudoun. So in that that last stretch of eight games, six wins, two draws. Those two draws, to be fair, were to the the one and two team in the Western Conference right now. Yep. Like that's a fair result. Um, what's been? What have you noticed? What do you think has been the biggest contributor to the change in the, the in this streak? What's what's been the big deal there? Well, I think if you look at the, the well after the first eight compared to the last nine here, I mean it's just the continuity of the team. I mean it looks like the team finally has a good gel. There's been consistent starting players every single week, minus a couple of here and there, but you've had consistent starting uh, lineup, which I think has obviously helped to to getting the guys all familiar with one another. You've got JJ uh, getting in those, you know, scoring goals, you know, one and two at a time, which has been huge up top. And uh, again, I, I just, because I'm a defensive guy, the defense has been very solid. I mean, look, look how many goals against here over the last eight, nine games. But, Three, four, five, six, seven. What eight? Eight goals, maybe nine goals. So one goal a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now Sparrow's got what a point nine or point nine eight three or nine nine three. I think goals. Yeah, got- I think he's third or fourth in the uh, the the Golden Glove standings right now in the league. I mean, right now when you've got your defense playing that lights out, you've got us scoring goals the way that we're scoring goals. I mean, it's just you. It, it's a recipe for 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 good things to happen. Um, obviously, getting the Delonies that we did in I and mean, getting Wyken when we did was important. Um, getting in um, uh, Spalding was huge. Him and um, Aaron Gian had such good chemistry on the left hand side, mm-hmm. and he was able to really uh, what I thought Leo was going to do, which is really pull out the defense and that midfield wide because of what he can do. And if you'll notice, every time that he was able to whip that or beat that first man, that it draws the defender out with the ball into JJ, JJ puts in the back of the net. I mean, it just, and it was, I mean, it was like clockwork. It was, we knew it was going to happen. The second the defender pulled and Spalding put the ball in, you almost knew there was a goal coming in. And same thing with Dennis. I mean, Dennis is, if you look at Dennis, the first eight game versus the last nine, he has built absolutely lights out. Fantastic. Good. I mean, he has been easily one of our better players. And on top of that, you also got Jordan Doherty, who has just been absolutely hands down, an anchor for that back line. When we lost Lewis, I mean, I I know I was concerned because Lewis does so much of the work that you don't get appreciation for. And Mm -hmm. Jordan stepped in there and was such a huge help at not only distributing the ball, but picking up the extra man in the attacks Uh, that, I mean, it just, I I never, it's rare in these games that ever felt like we were under duress. No, even, even some of those games where it, you know, it may have been a two, one or a one, one, like, yeah, I had that confidence that we had in in the defense that we used to have back in in like the Lasso Loro days a couple of years ago. Um, felt really good about about them. Um, yeah, the loans I think were were big. Uh, I wish you know if you, you, you know, if we look at the two that were here and then were were suddenly recalled. Um, 
you know, Wyke had a pretty good contribution in the two games he was here. Yep. To me, I think Spalding was was probably far and away the the most significant of the ones. Maybe if uh, you know, we'll see what Lacaba does in terms of uh, the attack, but what he contributes going forward. If I had to pick one of the two, though, to get back, if we could get one of those, I, to me, it's got to be Spalding. Like just his his kind of uh, versatility on the field uh, was important. Um, we'll see. Uh, if we can get Hilton back, then I think we're going to be okay. I was a little concerned when we lost, you know, guys like Spalding and White kind of uh, early, uh, you know, quickly after the uh, the games they were here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the the emergence of Charlie Dennis, who you know he, I think in the off season, Cal Jennings was kind of like the was considered the big signing. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, which is funny because honestly, you know, hadn't heard that much about him, didn't know him too well. Uh, but if you got to if you got to look at all the 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 new signings, I don't want to talk about the guys that were on loan, but the new signings that came in, uh, Charlie Dennis probably has been the most successful one. I want to say JJ is a very close second, and it's yep. almost like a one one A at this point. Yep. Um, once JJ got going, but Charlie, uh, I, I believe, leads the league in uh, was it like chances created or something? He's uh, there's one category where he's leading in it. He's really been and he's scoring goals too, which is fantastic. Yep. Um, been really impressed with him. Been really impressed with Kleeman. Uh, and like we said, now that JJ is is, is starting to get on track and, and hopefully not getting uh, uh, undeserved red cards, uh, <laughs> then he'll uh, he'll be a big part of this too. Because uh, going forward, like you know, it, it's it's impressive to look at. And, and any team that has a streak like this, the, the streak's impressive no matter who's it's against. But just taking a look at the the teams we have played. Uh, and the teams that we are going to be facing in the near future, like you've got to be getting points in these games. Like right now, the, the current Eastern Conference standings, let me just kind of run through this real quick. And I just want to make a little comment on some of these. Uh, Pittsburgh's in first with 30 points. Yep. Charleston and Memphis, Rowdy's all tied with 28 based on tiebreakers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rowdy's are, are fourth there. Uh, Louisville City's in uh, fifth with three points back with a game in hand. Birmingham Legion is sixth with 22 points. So they're about six points back also with a game in hand. Indy with a game in hand, but they've only got 19 points. And Loudoun, uh, based on tiebreaker, is in the last playoff spot right now in eighth. Uh, Rowdies have a game in hand on them, though, and also a 12-point uh, buffer over them. Then you've got Detroit, Miami, Tulsa, and Hartford. So we've been on this streak, which has been nice. It's been nice to go to the, the stadium or watching and, and, and see goals scored and see points and everything. We haven't played Pittsburgh at all yet. Uh, Charleston, we're already done with. We haven't played Memphis at all yet. We haven't played Louisville at all yet. We've got one game against Birmingham, one game against Indy, one game against Loudoun, one against Detroit, one against Miami. Uh, we haven't played Tulsa yet, I don't think. We haven't played Hartford yet. So. Yep. There's not a lot of really easy ones coming up. We've got, you know, one more against Miami, one more uh, or two against Tulsa, two against Hartford, uh, another one against Loudoun. But we've got Indy again. We've got Birmingham again. We've got two against Louisville. We've got two against Memphis. We've got two against Pittsburgh. And then we got some more teams out west we got to face, Yep, including last year's defending champion San Antonio. Uh, fourth in the west right now, 16 points. I mean, 16 games, 25 points. Um, we still have to play Monterey Bay, who is third place. We got to play Oakland, who's fifth place. We got that's coming up. We've already done San Diego. We've already done Colorado Springs. We've already done Phoenix. Uh, 
after this weekend, we will have played all of the teams out of currently out of playoff positions in the West. We, so we kind of have gone through the easy ones at that point. We don't have what three three more Western games remaining. Um, but also not just who we're playing, but also where we're playing it. So we've got we're away this weekend uh, to Vegas. If you look at so the. This weekend's going to be the first one in July. If you take a look at the games from July and August, like the real heavy parts of the summer, we've only got uh, one, two, three games at home and then six on the road. And we're going to Vegas, which Vegas isn't great, but that's a long trip. Yep. Uh, we'll and talk more about Vegas in a little bit and a little bit of preview. I still kind of feel pretty good about this game. Uh, Oakland's got to come here. We have to go to Birmingham. We have to go to Indy. Tulsa's going to come here. We have to go to Pittsburgh. Monterey Bay is coming here, so at least it's a, uh, a game we're not we're not going to deal with the, uh, the the West Coast travel. Uh, and then we got to go to Tulsa. We got to go to Miami. Once we get to September and uh, October, then we get into a little bit more of a uh, somewhat of a, a better schedule. We you know, we have to go to Memphis. Yep. But then Louisville comes here. We have to go to San Antonio. And then Memphis comes here. Then we go to Hartford. It's a lot more. We're, we're kind of backloaded on the Eastern Conference game. We've had a bunch of the Western Conference games uh, in that last those last two months of the season. We've only got uh, San Antonio left at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can take it from there. And we'll have some more home games in, in you know slightly better weather, or at least it doesn't feel like 107. Um, but we like this streak we're on now. We need to be on this streak because we're going to have a little bit tougher road coming up a little bit tougher teams coming up and a little bit uh, tougher road trips coming up. Um, yeah. What are your, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and to your point, I mean, like, I mean, to be in the standing we're at right now, this is where we want to be. I mean, we would like to be a little higher shore, but after the, the rough start that we had to the season, you know, we're sitting really nice on points. I mean, I mean, the right now, the team that I'm looking at right now is with the most concern would be Memphis because they've only got 14 games played and they're sitting at 28 points. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're dangerously good. You know, they're not dropping a lot of points right now. So yeah, if you're averaging two points a game, like that's pretty good overall. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that we have them home and away. But I mean, look, they're they're a team that's not going to play around. I mean, it's the same thing against Pittsburgh. I mean, you just don't know. But I will say this. It does seem like we I mean, and this probably happens every year. And maybe this is just something that I maybe it's my leaning uh, uh, the way I watch games. But we play up to the big games. This team plays up to the yep. big games. You know, I'm not afraid of the big games. Because I don't think the team is afraid of the big games. It's the it's honestly it's the lower seed teams that worry me more because they have something to fight for. And sometimes I feel like we get a little complacent, a little I don't want to say lazy, but we just get a little too comfortable, especially to right. You know, so yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, looking at this, a, a fifth place Louisville, <laughs> with three points behind us, that just kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're they obviously are not the same Louisville they have been for the last few years. Nope. But they're still Louisville City. Yeah, and I mean, look, Louisville's going to do Louisville things, and look, we have that rivalry for a reason. I mean, they're going to come to play. I mean, they could be the worst team in the league right now, but I don't care. When they come to play us or we go to play them, it, you're going to get a game. I mean, the bottom line is they're going to give everything they have. And, and like, good. I mean, this team needs to be challenged. But I like that we have this little stretch right here um, I'm playing against. I don't want to call them lesser teams or lower league teams or lower, you know, whatever teams. But we need to be stacking up points and goals in these games. We need to get our guys like Cal Jennings and these guys getting in the net. I mean, yeah. all scorers need to score goals, period. End of discussion. And if that means you got to do them against these teams, so be it. Do it now. Get it, get the ball in the back of the net. Get that feeling because when it comes time to play Pittsburgh, 
Memphis, Louisville, Birmingham. They're, you're not going to get as many chances against those guys. They're not going to give up the opportunities. So you've got to be a little more clinical. And this is where you get more clinical. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, the streak we're on, on right now is kind of what we've, we've gotten used to starting the season with the last couple of seasons, it feels like. Right. And then the way we started the season with that struggle. And, and I'm not going to lie, like through the first seven games, they've got one win, four losses and two draws. I'm seriously like concerned whether or not playoffs are going to be a, a, a given at that point right now. I feel good. Yeah. Uh, but at that point, but historically, like we've done, we, and, and they usually, it seems like USL tries to schedule some, some games away from Al Lang during, especially during June and July, maybe a little bit into August because of, of weather conditions or whatnot. Um, it seems we've historically struggled in that time period. So I'm kind of, you know, if we're on this run now, if we're getting these points now, that's a good thing. Um, because we need, I don't want to hit that summer slump that we've had before, whether in, in some cases it's due to injuries, some cases it's due to just, you know, bad run of form or something. Uh, I'm just a little concerned about what's going to happen when we get into that stretch, especially with so many games away from home. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Like, you know, there, I, Every now and then, you know, and, and it was it was kind of happening in the first uh, you know little bit of the season. I saw some stuff online about uh, you know you know Neil's not paying it. You know Neil's focused on going to Europe, and, and Neil the players aren't listening to him. He's lost a locker room. <laughs> I, I don't believe any of that. I, ha- having been around this team on and off the, the pitch, as, as you know, some of the access we've gotten the last few years between the, the podcast, the pregame show, uh, just being out there going to training. What, we might lose games, but Neil Collins is never losing that locker room. Like these guys are, are always one hundred percent in on what he's doing. Um, I stopped doubting him. Like I, you know, Dan and I talked about it when when Neil was first hired. I was like, I, I'm you know not too sure about this. We're, we're number one. We're taking our best defender off the field to be the head coach, uh, and, and and you know what's the experience that he has. But he's more than proven himself at this point. I, I will always give uh, Neil the benefit of the doubt, and, and I'm the kind of person that tends not to do that with players and coaches and in, in some of and especially in other sports. Um, but Neil, I think has, has obviously earned that at this point. Uh, so, you know, you know, you knew this turnaround was going to come and this streak was going to come. Right. Hopefully we're able to, to ride this out uh, and keep going because, you know, we've got, we've got some rough games coming up and, and in a time of year, we typically have not prospered in. So we'll see. No, um, all right, let's move into a little bit. Let's let's talk a little bit about I want to do a little bit of a review of the last game and then we can talk a little bit about this weekend's game. Uh, and, and and then we'll uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it up for for here. Uh, so last weekend, Rowdy's travel uh, to Loudon. Uh Loudon not you know, like I said right now they're in the uh, the 8th spot, the last playoff position. Have not been that great, which is kind of, you know, par for the course of them the last few years. They do jump out to an early lead. Williamson gets a goal in the 10th minute. Uh, Jake Ehrman levels it in the 31st, goes into halftime uh, at 1-1. Come back out in the second half. Loudon, uh, about 10 minutes in, gets a, again, like this is giving up uh, goals in 10 minutes of either half here. Uh Hopkins gets a puts Loudon up two one with in the fifty fourth minute. Uh, I don't remember if this was when exactly he subbed on, but I think it was after that goal. Cal Jennings uh, gets subbed on, scores in the sixty ninth to level it two. Yep. Uh, less than ten minutes later, has a second one. 
uh, to in the 78th minute to put the Rowdies up 3-2. Yep. Uh, Loudon gets a red card in the 86th minute. Jake LaCava throws the uh, the dagger in in second half stoppage time. Um, what were you like? I know you went back and rewatched it today because you had some uh, some issues last weekend. Uh, we're we're all just having issues, man. That's just <laughs> it's life for guys our age. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> nothing major, you know. Just the ceiling collapse in the closet in my next major. You know, nothing major. It's just sitting here in the old. Uh, I don't know. It's like the fifty fifth minute. All of a sudden, I hear a thud and a bang, and I'm like, "What the heck was that?" And I go to look, and sure enough, there's my ceiling on the floor. Yay! Well, you know, it's only Florida in the summertime. It's not like it's going to pour, like, you know, randomly. Right. right. And, it, you know, I mean, hey, I mean, it's not like I mean, I've got great insulation or anything. So, you know, I mean, just just seep that heat in. Just, just bring it in. <laughs> I mean, I could go sit outside, but who pays for that? I'd like to sit inside and feel like I'm sweating. It's so much more fun. It's like being in the trop when they don't have the air on. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, you went back and watched Second Half. What, what did you know? You know, was there something specific in terms of, of uh, the guys they bring on, the tactics? The, you know, did he tinker with the formation? Uh, I, I was vaguely watching it um, when it when it was going on, but uh, I was still uh, a little bit confined at that point and not feeling great. So I, I, I didn't get to pay full attention to it. What did you notice in that second half, though? Well, okay. Well, I'm going to talk. I want to kind of cover the first half a little bit here. I, I, I did notice, and, you know, so I just kind of wrote down kind of how I was feeling as the game was progressing. You know, I wrote down like bad no call for a pan on the Rowdies. You know, Connor Annerley got his ankle, you know, basically just raked really bad. And in the box, no call. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. We'll see how this game's going to go. Then Loudon gets the goal in the 10th minute. And it looked like Antley lost his guy, just didn't follow him. The ball went over. He just was slow to respond, uh, was slow to react and left the guy wide open for that header in the far post, which, you know, it just, it, it, that felt again, when we play against these teams, we just, I don't know what it is, man. We just don't get up from the start. And this very much felt that way. I mean, I wrote down in the, uh, let's see here in the 15th minute, I was like, back line looks shaky. They just don't look comfortable right now. And if you notice, we started with the back three as opposed to the back four like we normally do, mm-hmm. and we just didn't look right. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they're so used to having the four back that it's just that's because we eventually went to the four back, but um, we were in a three back to start, and it just didn't look it didn't look right. There were holes, and Loudon was they were taking advantage of it. I mean, you know, hats off to them. The kids were playing. Um, 19th minute, uh, Doug, uh, Doug went down. I was worried about that one because, like, great, another player down, right? So it's like, well, what mm-hmm. do we do here? And then Ehrman comes on. And, what, wait, did Ehrman come on or did he start the game? Uh, he started. He started. So who came I, on? It I was, believe he started. Hold on. Let me look it up again and see. Kleeman, no, Kleeman came on and then Connor moved up, I think is what it was. Okay. So because Connor wins the ball, he feeds the ball across to Dennis. JJ wins a header. Connor feeds it across to Dennis. Dennis to Lacava, Lacava to uh, Armin, or Airman, who, beautiful first time, very much like um, Spalding would have done. I think we saw Spalding score two goals like that, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. where he comes streaking across, put it in the far post. Um, but yeah, for my, my first, I thought it was, it was, you know, for second 25 was much better. Possession was, was more consistent. We just looked like we were more dangerous on the ball. We started to kind of pick our feet up at that point. It just, it looked like we were up for the game. Um, second half again, uh, sloppy defense just didn't, they didn't look right. Loudon gets that easy goal. Was it Hopkins? I think was the kid's name. Yeah. Takes that shot from outside the box and just drifts in. And Jordan was late to respond to him on that easy, just tap in front of the goal. 
um, 69 minutes, or I forget what minute uh, Jennings comes on, but then Jennings, I mean, like a lightning bolt, the second he stepped on the field, he looked goal dangerous. And he gets that goal and uh, the cross from Dayon, who did what Dayon always does, which beats his man, gets it across to the far post. Jennings mm-hmm. throws it to the top of the net. Beautiful, right? Tie game. We're like, all right, game on. Like, this feels right. Um, obviously, I had to rewatch this part. <laughs> but um, uh, 78th minute, like you said, JJ beats the man on the sideline. Uh, the defender looked like he just fell asleep. Like, this is one of those where, uh, I mean, I thought the ref could have called a foul. I mean, the ref liked to call some ticky-tacky fouls in this one, just some touch fouls. He didn't call this one, which I was you know, fine with me. But J.J. beats the man to the sideline, wins the ball, drives it back in, plays it across to a wide-open Jennings, who does that nifty little touch with the right foot, just sets it perfectly up at his left foot, and mm-hmm. he's quickly takes a shot. Beautiful. And then um, – yeah, that red card where, man, I tell you what, I mean, you feel for the guy, Chico, whatever his name was, but look, he had to take out Jennings because, I, I mean, if he doesn't take out Jennings there, Jennings is one-on-one with a goalie. And honestly, the way that Jennings is playing and looking, to me, that's a goal. He's going to put that one in the back of the net. He's going to beat that goalie. So he right. had to take him out. So red card. Okay, fine. And then, of course, my favorite moment of this last goal was, uh, it was one of the Rowdies posted after the fact, is where Jordan gets upended. And then he pops back up on his knees with his hands up in the air. He's <laughs> taken off to the goal. And he's like slightly puts it down his chin and cuts it across to Lakava. Lakava taps it in. Arms go straight back up in the air. And I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was watching the watching the highlights and I was like, man, they're, I don't know if it just if it was just moving that fast. The ref would just like, ah, just keep going. But that wipeout and they're not even like a whistle. You don't see him like, you know, signaling to play advantage or anything. Like, like he was just demolished right there around midfield. And they're like, yeah, keep going. Um, like, one thing, go back to the first half here real quick. So Dalgard starts, comes out in the 22nd minute for Kleeman to come in. Yep. Um, was that tactical or was there an injury, something in there? It, was that just a response to the goal? I It looked like an injury. So it looked like Dalgard went down and instantly he was rubbing his, I'm guessing either his upper thigh or his growing. It looked like he pulled something. Yeah, I'm seeing here well, in the, the match report, uh, Cleman replaces Dalgard due to injury. So we'll see how that impacts this weekend. Okay. Yeah. No kidding. I mean, I mean, the, the nice thing is, is uh, Connor is flexible and I mean, Dan looked pretty good. I mean, he got a good solid, how many minutes in this past game? I forget, but Dan looked fantastic. I mean, Dan looked to be back to being Dan. I don't know if he's 90 minute he fresh, about half an hour. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think he's full 90 minute, but if, you know, I think you can move Connor up. You could you could technically move Jordan back if you wanted to, or um, ooh, who else would you put on the outside there? Who else is putting out there outside of Dalgard? And I mean, Airman's going to really depth is starting to be concerned. If, if we're looking at the the lineup that they they sent to Loudon for this match, they only had uh, six subs on the bench. It was Breno, Kleeman, Harris, Jennings, Martinez, and M. Kosana. Kleeman, Harris, Jennings all come in like. Tate Johnson didn't even make the trip on this one. Um, and if Dalgar's hurt, right, we're going to be kind of limited to what are some of the options are going to be going into this game this weekend. You know, that's a good call on Tate Johnson. Cause I really hadn't thought about him. Uh, and that's not to, that's no fault of the kid. I mean, I, I, I like Tate. I've met his dad. I, I met him when I was working the waters complex. Talk about a great guy. Just mm-hmm. the guy. Absolutely. I mean, just comes from good stock. Tate's a, a great young soccer player. My only, my only, problem that i have with tate and it's it's nothing to do with him personally it's just he's a very defensive minded player which i know he gets up the field he does play a good attacking ball but mm-hmm. uh, 
his first instinct is to go defensive when we play. And Connor, what I love about Connor and why I, I people I don't know why people love to argue with me about Connor Antley. You win more games with Connor Antley than you lose. Oh, Sorry, Con- you just do. I love Connor Antley. I love his attitude. I love yes. the way he, I love the way he talks smack during the game. Like to your point, like you were talking about during the COVID years, he I would honestly put him up there with Lasso, if not above Lasso, when it comes to talking smack. That guy runs his mouth, and he backs. There it up. was a game. Uh, I it was last season, season before they they played at Atlanta United, and you know it's or Atlanta United too, and it, you know it's a bunch of their uh, their their academy kids and, and some of their uh, you know fringe MLS roster guys. Uh, and he, I'm pretty sure the, the, he says something to a kid in the second half. And and he's been in this kid's ear chirping the whole time. Uh, and, and the kid, I, I think he gets a red card. The kid uh, gets sent off. Um, and I, I, we get a chance. He, he would, Connor would always stop by the, uh, the, the set for the pregame show and kind of hang out sometimes. And we talk to him. And I, I was like, I got to know, just what would you say to him? And I know I'm not going to repeat it, but it was like, holy crap, Connor is savage. Especially <laughs> some of these kids. It's insane. Yeah, yeah no, I, I dude, Con, Connor is is one of those guys that like if he's on the other team, you can't stand him. If he's on yours, you, you love to have him because he just does a little bit of everything. Yeah. And what I like about Connor is he's not afraid to challenge the ball. He's not afraid to get up the field. He has more than enough speed to get back on defense if he makes a mistake. And he will. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, but he's not afraid to get up and make the cross or drive into the middle uh, and, you know, look for an open man. I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of Connor. And part of like I've also got a chance to know Connor off the field. Just talk about a great guy. I mean, just an absolutely great guy. He gets on that field and becomes somebody else. And, um you know, I just I, I, I like the way he plays over there on the right hand side. I just I don't know if you move him up to midfield. He can play that role, but I think he's been just as valuable defensively. I mean, you could do the three back system and move Kleeman back in and just have Connor play more of a defensive wing back role. I mean, you could. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, do you bring on a Cal and move out? No, you don't want to move Dennis from the middle. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is here. I mean. It's going to be a tough call, but I mean, like you were saying earlier, I mean, you just, you don't doubt Neil. I mean, Neil has proven time and time again, he gets the best out of his players. He's going to find a way to get the best mix out on the field and yeah. they'll perform and they just do. And it might not be, and we can kind of move into talking about uh previewing this, this weekend's game. Uh, it, it might not be the exact right starting group. Because he will, and I, I think you know, based on uh, depending on Dalgard's injury, depending on uh, other things, um, you know, the, he might be limited in some of his choices about who he's going to put out there this weekend. But also, you're playing a Vegas team that is only won one game all year. They're one eight and six. They haven't won a home game yet at all. The, the, this one game they've won was in their last five. They've they've lost four straight, but they are one four and zero in their last five. Like they're not great. Look no. at the roster. Like I, I, I learned something today. Andrew Carlton's playing for uh, Las Vegas Lights now, <laughs> uh, and they had uh, on the roster they have uh, Emmanuel Ledesma, who I'm like, is that the same guy that was like you know Cincy and some of the other teams a couple years ago? Uh, <laughs> I haven't dug around, but it seems like he's a recent signing. hasn't done a whole lot. Like this is a game where you would not be surprised maybe to see Neil experiment with some guys in some other positions and maybe with some formations. Number one, out of necessity because of, of what what's going on with the roster, but also 
this is a team where you know maybe you can you can you know do do a little experiment in the first half and and you know bring guys on and go back to maybe a more traditional setup in the second half if you need to. There's opportunities out there. Yeah. Uh, then they're going to come back the next week after, and they're going to play Oakland, who is not great. They're in playoff spots in the in in, in the West, but you know the way USL runs their playoffs this year, all I mean, you, you got to really be bad to not be in the playoffs, right? Um, and the West looks like again, it's one of those years where there's like two or three really good teams, and then uh, you know five or six pretty good teams, and then you have like the really bad ones who can't even sniff the playoffs. Um, so you've got kind of two games here where it's like you you might be able to do a little little experimenting and see what some guys can do in other spots, what uh, different looks they can give you. Um, there's really not a whole lot other to say about Vegas other than they're not they're not great. No, they're not. You know, Look, even they're- if we're going out there with only five or six guys on the bench, it's still a game I expect to win with with our starters. Even like even if Dalgard's injured, okay, I think we're going to be okay. Yep, we'll see what happens. Oh. So. Well, and like you said, I mean, it's a perfect opportunity for a guy like, um, oh, darn it, I just forgot his name. The young kid. Uh, defender. Tate. Thank you. Tate Johnson. It's a it's a good opportunity for a guy like Tate Johnson to get in and get the minutes. I mean, this is a game for him, I believe. You know, and move Connor up the field. And I don't think we lose anything on the attacking end at all. I mean, no, the only and thing I think, you know, coming off his, uh, his his player of the week performance and also his uh, his status as former Las Vegas player, I think Cal Jennings might be a lock to start this one. Yeah, uh, exactly. And this is also a good run for him because this is a chance. So, you know, we know Cal has the talent and has the quality. We've seen it in training. He's proven it in different stops around the league uh, that he can do this. Uh, I, I think getting off to a rough start, you know, probably messed with his confidence a little bit. And, and this might be another couple good set of games to get him in and let him build that confidence up so that he feels better when you get to some of these tougher stretches in, in July and August um, where you're playing the Pittsburghs and the Louisvilles and the Memphises. Uh, you're going to need him in good shape, in good form on the pitch and also in his head at this point, too, because this is where the real struggle is going to begin. We're going to, you know. I feel pretty confident at this point that the Rowdies are going to be a, a top four team. Or you're going to you're going to host an opening round playoff game, um, but you're going to start to see some separation in the next few weeks and, and next couple of months. Probably, like I said, we've got you've got a uh, uh, Pittsburgh on top with 30 points, and then you've got like three teams right behind their Rowdies, included the 28. There's going to be some some separating in here at this point, and it's going to be a lot of it's going to come down to. Like I said, two games against Pittsburgh, two games against Memphis, uh, and, and we'll see what happens. But this is where they're going to have to start earning their money at this point. Yeah, I mean, agreed. I mean, look, it, look, it's no surprise. I mean, I'm not breaking any news here. I mean, we need to stop tying some of these top teams. We need to start beating some of these top teams. We just, we do. Yeah. We need the points. I mean, it's just, I'm glad that we're competitive in these games. I'm glad that we're, even where we could have won a couple of them, we, we need to start winning these games. And something that I liked a lot from this last Loudon game is when Jennings came on, him and JJ looked very in sync together. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the top of the field, which is something we're going to need going forward. I mean, my dream was to have, you know, Leo on that left side, Dennis in the middle and Dan on the right and Jennings and JJ up top. And that top four right there, I just talk about a headache. You've either got one guy blowing by you on one side or you've got the other guy doing the Samba man things and just making you look silly and putting you on your butt. Yeah, that, that, that's a lineup that maybe scores more goals last year when the Rowdies were the top producing offense in, in USL. You know, so, OK, so we don't have that, but we do have players. I think Armin coming in is um, 
hopefully we keep him healthy. He looked really good in this game, um, uh, as we hope. But um, I, I think getting JJ and getting Cal on the same page, dangerous up top, especially in these, these, this past game and this next game coming up against Las Vegas is going to be important for us because, again, I mean, we, we start getting these tougher teams. We've got to start getting three points. We can't keep tying these games. We need three points, period. Yeah. And, and, and you know, something else to keep in mind, we you know, going out to Vegas, you know, it's not the greatest surface to play on. I believe it's pretty uh, narrow as well, too. Yes. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, number one, you want to win the game, but, like, I just don't want more guys getting hurt. And if we can get Lewis Hilton back, would be fantastic. How, how am I the pitch guy? And I didn't bring this up. What, how did that happen? <laughs> I can remember every time I remember you guys were doing the pod back in the day and I would always be every, 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 before every pod, I'm, I'm, I'm messaging Dan. The pitch was bad. The pitch sucked. The pitch was this every single game. Cause it was the one thing I noticed more than anything. And yes, Vegas's pitch is garbage. Yeah. Cash, Cashman is the new slugger. Now that Slugger's not in play anymore. God, that was awful though. Who was the other one that plays? Was it, uh, um, New Mexico does. Is it New Mexico? No, no. Was it El Paso that plays on a baseball field? Yeah, but I think their surface is decent at least. Like New Mexico just had a thing where the like the team that they the baseball team they share the stadium with asked them yes. if they would reorient the pitch by seven degrees <laughs> to basically keep the pitcher's mound out of play, so they wouldn't have to keep removing and replacing the pitcher's mound. Oh, and it, it just it's a weird look for there. I, that was I, bad. I, I know they got to do what they got to do, but but you know. Either find a baseball stadium is not being used for baseball, or, or or do something different, like you know, build a a bounce house like Phoenix did, or, or or something, to where you've you've got a little bit better situation. Like, I don't know, it's just it, it's weird. It, yeah, and it's not even. I think the thing that bothers me the most is is uh, not even necessarily the the, the surface itself, because like, look, we played on Steinbrenner for a year. It's we we know what surfaces <laughs> can be like. Yeah, but. Um, You've got some of these pitches where there's such a disparity between and, and, and Slugger at Louisville used to be the same way. Like it's so narrow. It's like a landing strip, uh, like a runway, basically, uh, that they're able to build their teams to play around that, which, you know, home field advantage is what it is. Yep. T- to me, I would I would love to see more uh, standardization or, or more, uh, you know, homogenous uh, like width of the pitches at least so that you can actually get an open kind of game going because the way neil builds his team which is i always thought was funny because neil being a defensive guy likes to build these like free-flowing attacking uh send it out wide and 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 and, you know attack from there that when you get into these uh get into these like you know playgrounds like uh some of these pitches are it's just you can't move in there and you can't operate and they're not it it's tough it's tough, makes, but uh, we'll see. They, they've, they've had success in Vegas, and, and I, I think talent wins out in, in this one, too. Uh, do you have a prediction for this weekend? So I do, and I'm going to go with three to one. Sorry, Mitch. It is not. Sorry, buddy. I mean, uh, I know you're gonna wanna, you're, you're going to want to call for that one, but I'm going to let you call that one. For me, I'm going three to one. I think the boys poured on. I think Vegas gets a, a last minute. Oh, darn. They got one. Right. But I think the boys take this one and take it either early. either either right before halftime, right before second half stoppage. I can see one. Yeah, three one was the, the the thing that popped in my head uh literally like thirty seconds ago when I was like, Oh yeah, we should do predictions. We used to do predictions. I didn't, I didn't think about doing predictions. We think uh, it's we are still, as always, and as we were for eight years before, a work in progress. So uh all right, we'll uh we'll we'll watch this weekend, see what happens. Um 
one thing is we're not sure. So before it was weekly. We did this weekly. We recorded it on Wednesdays. We were live on Radio St. Pete. We're, we're not there right now, at least. Uh, and we're not 100% sure it's necessarily going to be weekly because your schedule, uh, your availability depends a lot on what the raise schedule is. Yeah. Uh, I'm on summer right now. I can kind of do most anything, even if it's like a morning time or an early afternoon or something. But it depends a lot on what's going on. So. I'm not necessarily going to promise that it'll be weekly, but we'll we'll come back with something next week somehow uh, to talk about the, the the Vegas game and maybe preview the Oakland game a little bit. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there? Yeah, I mean, first off, I mean, well, I say first off, what I'm what I say is just you know, thanks for having me on, man. Thanks for letting me for letting me do this with you. I mean, this is something I I mean, if you'll remember. Oh, uh, goodness gracious. Back when you guys first started, I remember searching for podcasts and I found the unused substitutes and I was like, soccer. Yay. And then I realized it was Radley's. I was like, double yay. <laughs> and I remember coming out to meet you guys and just kind of being like, kind of, not in all, but just like, hey, aren't you guys the unused substitutes? And then just kind of, I, I was really excited to kind of meet you both because you guys want to talk soccer and talk about, you know, the first ever professional team that I ever followed. So, because for those who don't know, uh, I'm a Tampa native. I'm born and raised here. I went to Rowdy's games back in the 80s and 90s. So I'm I'm rowdies through and through. I mean, you don't get much more rowdies than me. I mean, I remember sitting there at the old sombrero and the old uh, beach, uh, bleacher style seats, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, going to games back in the day. So, um, yeah. So, but but thanks for letting me do this with you, man. I mean, uh, uh, I know my schedule is not always the most conducive for doing this weekly, but I'm going to do my best to break free because I, I want to do this more. And then just thanks for thanks for bringing me on. Thanks for letting me join the unused substitutes. And uh, thanks for having me, man. This is a, this is a lot of fun. I'm really excited to do this. All right. Well, I'm going to go uh, sit down, and try and edit some of this stuff. I'm going to try and get this pushed out tomorrow. Like on this is Thursday night. I, I, I always forget we're not live on Rito St. Pete right now. So I, I say like, you know, right now or something. And it doesn't make sense when someone's listening. It's Thursday evening as we're doing this about 830 right now. We're going to wrap up. I'm going to try and get this published and out uh, tomorrow on Friday. So the people have this going into the weekend going into the match uh and then we'll uh we'll kind of take it from there so we'll uh we'll put it out there and uh we'll see what happens thank you for reaching out i i i I had like i literally just i i had some extra time it was summer and i was like you know i got i I kind of redecorated the uh the 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 studio in here and i was you know it's like let me hook the microphone back up and i had some time and let me talk to, to 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 john to usl tactics and and doing that i was like man i I miss doing this. This this is kind of fun. Kind of have that itch again. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll 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 take it you know week at a time and and do what we can and uh, and, and we'll go from there. Which is pretty much what we did in the first place. It's like starting all over again. This is kind of cool. Uh, all right, thank you, Ben, for uh, joining in and bringing me out of retirement. Thank you, uh, everybody who's listening. Uh, and we really got to work on the introduction and the, the outros too, because man, I just lost all that stuff from before. We'll get there. We'll get there. Baby steps, baby steps. It, it, it might be mid season for the rowdies, but it's preseason for us. We're, we're, we're getting our, our cardio in at this point. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned to us on uh, social media, uh, unused subs pod. Most of you guys, I think are probably still following it because I still get the, the likes and the mentions and stuff. And, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. See ya. Come on, you rowdies.